Hey friends, are you unsure of what to say on social media or what to even send in your weekly emails? Well, what if creating content could be easy? Would you be looking for a shortcut to creating consistent content? Yes, consistent content, because you know consistency is key. Well, let me tell you, you are not alone when you feel like you're struggling on what to post or what to write in emails. And we know that you have that product part of your business down. But as you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know that to get more people to your products, to buy your products, you need to create great content. Oh, I know, I see. I keep saying content, and that's the dreaded C word. And we can't tell you how many product bosses tell us that they want to create great content for their audience and their customers, but they don't know what to say, or they are so busy, they can't find the time, or they really, really, really don't want to be the face of their brand. Well, no worries, because that's exactly why we created a year of content. It is your shortcut to creating consistent content that resonates with your audience and brings more loyal customers who can't wait to buy your products. If you want to see how easy this is and how easy it is to create content for your audience and your customers, head to www.ayearofcontent.com. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlo-Sitap, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder, she has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my uber-helpful co-host, Mina Kunlo-Sitap. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. All right, friends, today is going to be a good one. We can't tell you how many people in our community, when we go live, even our students that say, help. I've been doing this for years, whether they're like, I've been working on my business for the last 10 years, the last five years, three years, two years, one year, even months mm-hmm. and or why? just 2020 which felt like years <laughs> or 2020 <laughs> the decades since two years yeah. ago yes <laughs> why can't Either i grow way, my business we get this question all the time every way yeah. shape and form so many people <laughs> feel stuck they, they feel yeah. so stuck that you know it's maddening you know i've been in business for a decade and mm-hmm. i haven't been able to reach what i have dreamt of yeah. reaching and i feel like i'm stuck on that hamster wheel Yeah, for sure. I was just envisioning that too. The hamster wheel of just like moving, being busy, doing all these things, and then finally catching your breath and being like, what am I doing? And why can't I grow this better? You know, and you do feel stuck in it. And definitely first and foremost, we want you to all to know that you're not alone in that. We all feel that way at certain points of our business. And we do want to make it so we don't have to feel that way. Like that's the ultimate goal for all of us. Right. Because, you know, it's one of those things where you're running and running and you're running on that wheel and you're like, okay, all right, going to get yeah. there. I'm going to get there. And all of a sudden you look and you're like, oh, I'm still in the same place that I've been. And we want yeah. you to get off that hamster wheel. We want you to, to start taking steps forward and, and taking action and getting to where you want to get to. And so we want to kind of go over it today on a couple of things that you could focus on that will help you 
grow your business and get unstuck or get off the hamster wheel. Mm -hmm. And feel like you're not driving yourself crazy, right? Like Jacqueline said, it feels maddening. So what is the first thing that you can do? Okay. So number one is to focus on the needle movers. You'll hear us talk about this, right? Like focus on the needle movers, but what does that even mean? Right. That's the question we get sometimes is, you know, I know that you said I need to do the time. I'm allotting the time, but what is a needle mover? What does that even mean? And so a loose definition of that to make it easy to understand is that little effort with lots of ROI. So in my mind, I'm, I, when I think about needle moving activities, the things that I want to focus my time on, it is things that can either save me time in the long run or make me money in the long run. Then it's worth my time right? Because it's like, oh, okay, I'm putting this time and that is moving the needle in my business because I know that either I'm saving time or making money, right? Mm -hmm. Or perhaps saving and vice versa or the flip side of that, either making time, right? So then you're making, you're getting more time. Like let's say I I work on the day on outsourcing activities or I'm um, saving money, which is pretty much a dollar earned right there. Right. So, and the ROI is the return on investment. So, you know, in our workshop series, we're teaching the 80-20 rule where to focus for a product-based business. 80-20 means that, let's say 20% of your efforts yield 80% of the results, which means Mm -hmm. that what can you do? And we teach this in Bestseller Secrets Challenge and all the places where 20% of your products can account for 80% of your revenue. But where else can you apply this in your business, right? Mm-hmm. 20% of your efforts can account for 80% of what return. Yeah. So I want to give some examples, but first, pop quiz. What? And I know you're going to know the answer to this because it's so easy and it's like we hear it all the time. What do people in our community think is the thing that they should be focusing or what do they think is a needle mover in their business that they spend a lot of time on? Social media? Yes. hundred okay. percent social media. I was so, I was so nervous. <laughs> I was going to lose that one. Well, I mean, it pretty much, you know, pressure cookered you into that one because it was like, I <laughs> know you're going to know one of this those, one. <laughs> one of those relationship shows. What's her favorite color? <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. People spend a crazy amount on social media because they think that that's what they should be doing. They think that that's the needle mover. They think that that's where everybody else is. They think that that's how a business has made it where they are. They think it's social media. And that simply is not true. Social media tends to not be a concrete needle mover for a lot of people. You know, it doesn't actually move the needle. So some other examples that I'd like to give are, you know, like when our students, when we're working with them, they work on pricing, working on knowing your numbers and working on your pricing is a definite needle mover because you should know how much profit you're making, or you should know, as Jacqueline mentioned, what your best sellers are. And the only way to get to that is by knowing your numbers, right? So a good needle moving activity is for you to sit down, look at your numbers and understand which ones can make you a profit. Because at the end of the day, we want you to be profitable. Right. And, and the good point there is that if you work on your pricing and you get to the right margins, right? Like your cost, your wholesale price, even if you're not selling wholesale, we tell our students that you want to have the appropriate markup in case that opportunity ever came to you. So, you know, your cost, your wholesale to to your retail price. If you could work on your margins and get the right margin, you do not have to sell as many products 
to be profitable or to make the money you want to make. You could sell less of them, but have a better margin on each of them so that you're making the money versus somebody who, you know, it costs me $5 to make something and I sell it for seven. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a lot, you know, you're making $2 on every product. That's going to take you a lot of product to make money versus I sell so you know, it costs me $5 to make it and I sell it for $15. Then all of a sudden, or I sell it for $20, look at that margin there and look yeah. at the profitability. Right. Which means it's either saving you time or making you money, right? Mm-hmm. So needle mover, that's ROI, return on investment. So another example would be, let's put social media through that lens. All right. So social media, does it save you time? Probably not. Does it make you money? Sometimes, but very rarely, right? There's a strategy it to on, it. Yeah. Right. And some of you out there have great Instagrams, great Facebook groups, Facebook pages, TikTok. You've got things that you've already figured out how to make. Mm -hmm. A lot of you spend 80% of your time on (laughs) social. And get 20% results. And hope to get 20% results. Hope to get, yeah. Versus 20% of your time because you've got this machine that's working for you and 80% results. So I want you to think about that because... I think what happened, and thank you, Marky Mark Zuckerberg, you know, we were offered these free platforms, these free ways to reach people globally. But it is not set up in your favor, especially now in the last year. Not anymore. Yeah. They they want you to spend money on ads, which is fine. People spend money on ads and they do a really good job. But what you have to think about is, is when you're spending all of your time on social, and that's what Mina is going to get into, if you're going to be on that platform, is it moving the needle or are you just posting and hoping someone new is going to follow you and somehow one day they're going to convert to a customer? Yeah. So if you were to sit down in a strategy session and I would say, is your time worth it on Instagram? You would be able to say to me, yeah, I'm testing out these hashtags or I'm testing out vetting these influencers or I'm testing this out. And you could tell me some results that you're getting to prove to me that it was worth your investment in time, then I would say, yeah, I like that. Keep doing what you're doing on, on social media. But usually what we get is, yeah, I'm on social media. I'm posting. Okay. Well, dot, 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 dot is usually no results. Try trying not to get any results here, you know? So it ends up being that it's clear that it's not intended to be a needle mover or they're not testing things out to see if it is indeed a needle mover in their business, right? Or using it as CRM, which is customer relationship management, which is actually going to be something that we help. Some of you are going to get this as a bonus when the doors open for multi-stream machine. It's for the first 200 people that sign up, but we're going to basically be teaching people how to use the DM to talk to your customer through social media, essentially. Yeah. yeah the, to, through the D, DM is direct message. It's basically the, I don't know, the inbox on Instagram is, is what it is. Right. But also, are you growing your email list? I know hands up, most of you are maybe mm-hmm. not unless you're a student of now, ours. And, email is a needle mover for right. sure. But here's the thing. If you're going to spend time on social, if you're going to be making reels and doing stories and making posts and doing all the things. Cause so many people are like, I need to hire a social media manager. That's the thing I don't have time to do, mm-hmm. but are you converting it? So what is the result you're looking for? Can you grow your email list using your social media? 
mm-hmm. do using the tools that social media gives you, using the DM to convert people to sales. So these are things that we really want you to think about. That is a needle mover. That is worth your five hours of screen time versus five hours of screen time of scrolling and then trying to do some funny real ha ha. This is me with my coffee, but no call to action and no way to convert them. So yeah. I want you all to just think about your time spent. And this is obviously something that we help you with in our courses and our workshops and our challenges. So stick with us as we kind of continue to, to take you through. So those are some needle movers, right? So I feel like so many of you out there that have been doing something the same way over and over and over and you try something, try it. If it doesn't move the needle, pick something else to try or finesse Mm -hmm. it, refine it and move on to something else. Okay. We're just going to interrupt this episode for a second because we have a really important question for you, product boss. Have you ever noticed how some people in the product space are just known for something? It's like their customers know exactly what to seek them out for because their products stand out that much. Think juicy couture track suits or Nike running shoes or even Nespresso coffee machines. Meanwhile, you feel like you're cranking out products left and right, but nothing is landing. Am I right? Well, we have a little secret to let you in on. Successful product bosses know that in order to truly scale their business, they have to focus on what's working. It's not about making more products and throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping that something sticks. It's about being known for something and going all in on those products. Wondering how to do that? Well, we're here to help. This is exactly what we've helped thousands of students do in our free bestseller secrets challenge. And we'd love for you to join us inside of it. We're going to help you uncover your best sellers so that you can go deep instead of wide and maximize your opportunities that are already right in front of you. So guess what? No more doing all the things to grow your sales, no more endlessly creating products and no more guessing and wondering what your audience will buy. It is time to tap into your best revenue opportunities. It is 2022. Let's lean into what's working in your business so you can stop doing all of the things. We want to invite you to join this free challenge that starts Monday, February 14th. That's right. Valentine's Day. We're going to spend it with you. So head to bestsellersecretschallenge.com and you can get signed up for free right there. Again, head to bestsellersecretschallenge.com and we'll see you inside. So number two, after focusing on your needle movers, is to try something new. Now, people don't like to try new things. They don't Mm -hmm. like change. Nine out of 10 people. (laughs) This is Google it. I don't have the the source. Nine out of 10 people would rather die than change. Are you the nine or are you the one? Don't like change at all. Because why? It's uncomfortable. You don't know. It feels uncertain. You get antsy. You like being comfortable. We all do, right? Survival as a human in our anatomy and our evolution has always been when you survive, you're in your comfort, right? Yeah, it's scary. It's scary to take an and go on a hike and not follow the path, right? You're like, yeah. there's a path. People have done this. I If I go uh-huh. this way, what's going to happen? You're scared. Yeah. And that's not even to say you have to like forge a new path. That's just saying forge a new path that you've been doing for you. Odds are somebody else has taken this path, right? 
So you, let's say you trying something, you're, you decide to get some photos taken, which is a needle mover, right? Getting better photos, but the photos aren't converting. And you're like, I don't know what's happening. I took all these nice photos and I hired somebody and they took all these white background photos. Well, maybe you need to try something new and show your products in action. That's what your customers want. Or maybe they they need to you need to take those photos and add add them into infographic and call out do some call outs on benefits. I don't know what it is. Video, but it ends, yeah, video perhaps stop motion. I don't know, but it's caught. It's telling you. I've tried something for so long. If I want different results, I'm going to have to try something different, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's within, let's say, your systems or, or looking at the things that you're doing or presenting. You know, I take my products and they don't, you know, I go to these shows and it's like really hard and people don't buy them. And they look at them and they ask me questions. Okay, well, what are, what are your customers telling you? What are people telling you? Is it hard to understand? Is it new packaging that needs to happen? Is it a better way of explaining, right? But, it, but if you're trying something over and over and it's not converting, it's time to try something new. I'll say the same thing about sales channels, sales platforms, right? A lot of us get really comfortable in where we're selling. We get really comfortable with saying like, well, I've always done it this way. And I, I've just, I've always done it this way. Okay. But if you're not growing, if you're not hitting revenue goals that you're hoping to hit, then it's time to try something new. Otherwise, isn't it the definition of like madness Insanity. Is, is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result? Yeah. That's the saying, right? Insanity. The definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. So, you know, we do get that pushback a lot, right? It's like, but I bet this is how I do it. This is how I've been doing. Well, how's it working out for you? Sounds like not so great. Should we try something new? So I think that it's hard to try something new. We totally get it, right? This is sometimes the pushback of doing video. Well, I don't want to do video, but we know that video works. It's a needle mover. Should we try it? We definitely should, right? What's the worst that's going to happen? Yeah. Zero people watch? Well, you tried it. You exercised that muscle. I mean- I'm probably never going to jump out of an airplane. So there's certain things I'm not going to Yeah, try yeah. I mean, we're new. talking business growth here. <laughs> I just say there are some things, but showing up on video is not going to kill you. Let me just put that one out there. I think the other thing about trying something new, and I'm thinking about, you know, those of our, our students, makers, community that have been doing something for a very long time. Another thing is, is we get stuck in the way things that used to work. Mm, As a small business, we are so lucky to be so adaptable and pivotable, right? We can pivot. This is what we saw in 2020. It was like, we were able to be on our toes, pivot and do what we needed to do versus yeah. big business couldn't. So a lot of a lot of you were like, but even, we even have people that say, you know, Facebook ads worked for me in the beginning of last year, but they're not working anymore. But they keep mm-hmm. trying Facebook ads, right? Hoping that it's like the slot machine. You just keep putting money in. The same thing is like, I've had this business for a long time. I used to have my retail shop. People would come to it. Or had my business for a long time and I used to do in person, but now in person has died. Or I used to be on Etsy, but now Etsy has died. Or whatever the thing is, is that you did. And we keep, I'm not saying to jump off of that. But mm-hmm. when things start to shift and change, you could be aware of that and test 
something new, bring something new into your business, you know, arsenal or toolbox and think, well, well, what can I do with this? What's happening? You know, where are people going to shop now? What's the change? And sometimes being an early adapter is a little too early Mm -hmm. for a lot of people, but getting in on the earlier side of new things. Yeah. Or be being knowing and understanding that your agility is what will take you forward. Right. Because there were people in 2020 that they just stopped because they were not willing to change. Right. They were, they were going to wait till in-person came back. They were going to wait until, you know, they were able to do what they've always been doing. But during that time, while they are waiting, technology changes, innovation changes, customer brains changes, right? So that even your customer has changed during this time where it's like customers are different. They care about social issues that they didn't care about before. They um, shop differently and make different purchases that they didn't before. They care more about small businesses than they cared about before. They are sticking more with local than they've ever done before because of, you know, how big, you know, for what they can't find online, for example, right? Because for a little bit, we all were stuck locally, for example. So really be thinking about that when you're waiting and when you are not wanting to try something new, to try to wait it out is probably the, your best bet as a small business because your superpower, like Jacqueline said, compared to big businesses is the facts is the fact that you are adaptable, that you can pivot quickly, that you're super agile and you can try different things quickly and you can adjust accordingly. And it yeah. takes trying new things. Yeah. So think about those things on your list. You're like, I would like to do it, but I'm scared. It's new. Change feels uncomfortable. Yeah. Change feels uncomfortable, right? Like those first days you go work out at the gym, you go to Orange Theory, you get a trainer and you feel you're just going to puke, throw up, I was going to say, in the garbage can (laughs) after. Not speaking from any experience over here. So I've heard. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're like, but I'm going to go again. I'm going to keep trying. And the more you do it, the less you feel nauseous, right? And eventually mm-hmm. you forget that you ever felt that way because you feel different now. You've tried something new, you've adjusted, you've adapted and like you, you're you used to it. So, mm-hmm. so you know, we'll, we'll reference things outside. And of then business. your body decides, it doesn't care that you went to Orange Theory for the whole time and you've plateaued. <laughs> and you're <laughs> way to take it there. <laughs> no, I'm serious. And you've plateaued and you can't seem to grow your muscles. You can't it seem to can't like lose that last five pounds. Yeah, whatever it is. Right. So now you need to try something new again. Maybe it's your hormones. Maybe it's your eating the Diet, what you're eating. Yeah. Maybe it is this next one. So let's go into the last one. Maybe you need an expert. So the third one here for figuring out, you know, why can't I grow my business is maybe you need help from experts, Mm -hmm. right? Because you don't know what you don't know. And there are other people that have gone down this path, very likely that they have, that they can help you either save time or make more money. Yeah. And I mean, I'll say for my health journey, that's a hundred (laughs) percent what happened, right? (laughs) Thank you. You didn't go to Orange Theory. I did. I used to live across from an Orange Theory. <laughs> Hated it. Oh, I am not meant for like high impact. I never got into the orange zone. <laughs> <laughs> Trudging through like the whatever zone. <laughs> so, you know, okay. So let's, let's just like recap this, right? So you focus on the needle mover. So if we're going to go to working out or losing weight or whatever it is, you're like, okay, I need to work out more. Yeah. Feel me healthier. I need to feel health. I need to work out mm. more. So I'm going to try and, you know, I don't know, walk three times a week and watch my food. Okay. I'm doing that. All right. It's 
not really okay. All right. I'm doing it. I lost a few pounds. It's not really doing much. All right. Now I'm going to try something new. Now I'm going to join Orange Theory. I heard Mina loves it. She's... <laughs> Who's this Mina that you're talking about? I don't know the person who's supposedly does. <laughs> no, I didn't end up joining Orange Theory. <laughs> but let's just say, okay, so okay. she's at Orange Theory. She's like, it's great, super high impact. Look at how love me my some body orange looks. zone. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, all right, I'm going to go try Orange Theory. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. All right, I'm doing that. All right, cool. Yeah, it works for me. I've lost another, you know, five pounds. I'm feeling healthier. I'm feeling stronger. And I've hit that plateau. All right. Why am I hitting this plateau? Well, it looks like at this point, so, you know, it's, or I, for me, I've paid for all these like online yoga classes and, you know, mm-hmm. all online do it yourself. A lot of trying something new is a, a lot of times we'll say, let's do it myself. But at some point it doesn't stick. It's hard mm-hmm. to maintain and keep up. And an expert keeps you accountable or they give you a fast track or they give yeah. you a tried and true formula. Or you simply don't even know what you don't know. So for mm-hmm. me, for example, like I, even though it maybe wasn't about losing weight for me, I want to be healthy. Right. So I have been able to lose weight, but I didn't realize I don't know a lot about hormones. I don't know a lot about, you know, high impact versus low impact. You know, I didn't know about, I took like Everly well tests that what is my specific body react poorly to. You know, so there, those are things that I just don't know. Right. You know, and similar journey over here. And then, so for me, for example, I hired a nutritionist mm-hmm. because my health journey led me to being you know, certain foods I couldn't eat and whatever. And I, and I was like, okay, I'm going to get a nutritionist who made it simple. I had a plan to follow. I talked to this person. They hold me accountable. Right. And so that's when we're talking about business for all of you seeking help from experts. You're listening to this podcast, but we do that. We work with our students a lot on this too. A lot of times we get this, you know, it's general knowledge though. Yeah. Right? Or they say, I need to set up an email. I need to set up my email flows or my email list. I need to get this all going and I don't know how to do it. Right. And, and sometimes those of you that have time to build it, do it. Otherwise some people have money and they're willing to pay an expert to set it up for them. It's the same idea with, you know, those students of ours that join Multi-Stream Machine where they're like, I'd love to get better at wholesale. I'd love Mm -hmm. to think about how do I get my product on Amazon? I really want to figure out how to use social media as a tool to grow versus just this time waster. So I I really want to know how to price my goods. Oh, I really want to know what photographs I need to have in order to either do them myself or pay somebody to do them. Right. And so how do you get that? you know, you sign up for multi-stream machine and in there, we give you these roadmaps. We tell you how to do it. We give you the examples that have been tried over and over by thousands of students and they've seen the results as well. So it's like, you don't have to figure it out on your own. You don't have to source it all together. You have something that is giving you this path forward. So think about that because so many times like I could just do it on my own or I'm not worth the investment into to do this or mm-hmm. I'd rather take a long time, five years, 10 years, and somehow one day I'll figure it out versus shortcutting my path, like getting the shortcut, getting the, the quicker route mm-hmm. to my goal. Right. Instead of wasting time, right? Because, okay, here's what the question was and I'm going to run down this. Mm-hmm so we can close it out that the question is help help. I've been doing this for years. Why can't I grow my business? 
right? We hear that all the time. Well, one, you need to focus on the needle movers. So figure out what the needle moves are for you that save you time or make you money. And everything goes through that filter. Is this activity going to yield me some results, right? So it's time or money, more time, less time, more Mm -hmm. money, save money. Yeah. And then second thing is why can't I grow my business? Well, have you tried something new? Maybe you've plateaued. Maybe it doesn't work that way anymore. Maybe it's time for you to ignite your business in a certain way or, you know, get closer to your customer in a different way, right? So try something new and get out of your comfort zone. So that's another thing. The last one that we talked about is why can't I grow? Well, sometimes you need to seek help from experts, right? Don't try to do it for yourself for always. You need to find people that are able to help you or that can shortcut it for you because you might be, you just don't know, right? And so if you surround yourself with people that even you see this a lot of times, if I surround myself with my friends or my family or whatever, their standards or their realizations or their expectations or things are definitely different than mine. And I think that this is something I I haven't even brought this up to Jacqueline, but I think that I see this in our makers sometimes is that, you know, how we talked about sometimes people have the fear of success. Success sometimes means that you outgrow your friends and family. And that's a hard pill to swallow for some people, you know, because you'll usually, if you're making more money, have access to things that you'll be the first one in your family to do certain things. It's maybe not outgrowing, but it's outgrowing the mindset surrounding where you started. The box, the box. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not, not being with them anymore, but it's the idea of the ideas that they have for you, for your business, for your life, what you were Mm -hmm. raised with, where they believe they can go with their lives. Yeah. When you've opened up that box, when you've made it bigger, then you've outgrown some of that. Agreed. That's why you need um, to seek help from experts outside that box. Right. Because yeah. most times we're just like, I'll just do it myself or, you know, I'll just hang out with these same people or I'll just do the same things. And, you know, and, and I'm not sure why I can't grow my business. Well, you need to go outside that box, you know, and seek help from experts, try something new, focus on the needle movers. All right. I hope this was helpful and we will see you all next week. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive. And we are all about helping each other in the Product Boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us. 
This episode is brought to you by the Shop One in Five Pledge and Small Business Shopping Directory. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. So head to shoponeinfive.com to take the pledge. And friend, while you are there, check out and shop from hundreds of small businesses in the Small Business Shopping Directory. It's the go-to directory to discover, support, and shop small businesses all in one place. Head to shop1in5.com.